Hello and welcome to episode number 281 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. The year has begun. It has indeed with a with a little release that we've been looking forward to for quite a while. Um, it feels like the biggest horror release in a very long time. Like... This has really been one of the horror movies that I feel has broken mainstream already. Yeah. Um, I feel like obviously the box office figures have reflected that because it's absolutely been killing it. Um, you know, the first Movies movie to kind of the box office. Yeah, well, this movie is because obviously um, Spider-Man's sort of dominance over the last month. Like there has been releases come and go, and and no one's mm. you know failed to topple the Juggernaut, and Scream has done it. So that in itself is an impressive feat. Um, obviously, it's you know we're talking comparing it to a movie that's been out for five weeks, but even so, and yeah, it's been doing really well. It's well above all of its projections. It's done way better than Scream Four, like a million miles better than Scream Four. Um, yeah, it kind of just, is. Like, it just, just upsets me just that that movie four. did so poorly. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Like, you know, just, just you know, Scream 4 deserves more. Yeah, it was never something that I've even really thought about. But, like, no. yeah, I was only seeing the direct comparisons and then realizing, like, oh, yeah, that's why they didn't make any for so long. Because, yeah, that just movie just didn't do well, which is mind-blowing. Um, yeah. Because of how awesome it was. But, yeah, we're going to be discussing the new Scream shortly. Um but yeah, first, are. there's only uh, one news story this week, in fact, so we can get straight Even to the film trend. discussion. Yes, I, I like it this way. Um, and yeah, we we ta- already talked about it last week, so we knew that mm. this was going to be the one news story. Um, getting the first trailer for Ty West's X, uh, which I think obviously Very we're going to talk about the title to look into. Yes, um, we're going to talk about the trailer, but I don't want to bury the lead here, which isn't the trailer um it's the release date because we we said i said last week we assumed this was coming this year but at no point did we have confirmation it was even 2022 it was just an upcoming horror film um and i said like yeah i'll take any any date this year that ends in 2022 um well turns out this movie's out in two months which is ridiculous um so yeah this has got a u.s release date of march 18th um Yeah, which is mind-blowing. Didn't expect that. I was thinking if we got this in October, that would be a massive win. But the fact that Mm -hmm. this is like now probably the next big film that hopefully we'll see at the cinema. Um, Obviously, (laughs) we we could easily get shafted with this. Yeah, so obviously this is A24 in the States and like they have been very sort of all over the shop in terms of the UK releases because a lot of the times they don't seem to put films in our cinemas anymore like a lot of the movies that they're branded for stuff like saint maud um we just get a you know either a completely different date in that case early or we just don't get it whatsoever um so it can be a bit of a nightmare it's a shame because i remember they were so prolific like at the start with like midsummer and hereditary we didn't have to worry about that at all a24 felt like a worldwide brand not just specific to the u.s um so hopefully it is but either way like i'm pretty confident we'll see this this year now which is fantastic news um so i do think that is definitely the 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 lead here because i just can't believe it's out in two months but uh yeah the trailer's out as well what what did you make of it yeah i mean i think i didn't i didn't fully watch it i kind of gave a bit of a look of it and basically could just get a gauge of what the movie's about which is kind of what we thought it was about um Mm. you know it the thing that I find kind of fascinating is just from the trailer, it looks like a Ty West movie that 
he kind of, you know, it looks like his next movie. It, it kind of, you know, he hasn't made a movie in so long and that sounds like a dumb thing to say, but it's like, you know, it, I, I didn't know what it would look and feel like, but it feels like so low budget, so Thai West, so kind of indie. And, you know, that's kind of what I wanted. So, I, you know, I was pretty happy with the tone of what the trailer set. Yeah, I, I just sort of did the same, really. I only watched, like, the first half of it, and I was like, yep, I'm in. Um, I really liked the trailer, though. I think it wasn't a kind of traditional horror trailer. It was way more, like, upbeat and fun, um, which I really liked. I think most of that came from the energy of the song that was in the trailer making, that I absolutely loved. The They're having a good time. Yeah, just, it was, like, the song is awesome. I don't know if anyone knows what that song is in the trailer, but I'm, I'm a big fan of it and want to listen to it more. Um, and, yeah, I, I was digging this. It did look like, you know, Texas chainsaw massacre in a lot of ways and just it looked like they were nailing the aesthetic that he was going for um mm. like it looked believable i believed that they were in that time period um yeah and yeah i can't wait that's all i needed to know really like i say i kind of glanced at it and within 10 seconds i was like yep this is the movie i want to see um yeah so sure. yeah hopefully we'll get to see it uh, in a couple of months when it comes out obviously in the u.s march 18th we will keep you updated in the news if we do get a confirmation of a uk date at any point but Knowing the release yeah. dates, we'll we'll be lucky to find that out a week before. I was going to say 18th. we might know we might know March fifteenth. That you know <laughs> the the podcast before we'll be like, well, we might be doing X next week. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to wait and see what the cinema listings say because we don't really know. No one's mentioned UK. Yeah, Ever. we'll be we'll be doing X or we'll be doing an old Wes Craven movie that week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Um, Always a good fallback. Yes, um, we, but could, we... we could do uh, fireworks, girl, in honor of Wes. If Listen, uh, if we don't, if we don't get the stop yet. bringing up the fireworks, woman. We're not going to cover it, all right? <laughs> you don't have excuse to watch it. Not on my watch. Um, but shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Scream. So yeah, it is here. Obviously, uh, five cream unofficially, um, but more boringly titled just Scream because that's I can't. the thing these days. <laughs> I can't even like wrap my head around five cream anymore. Like it's just it's the best. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much of it's a joke from their part now. Haven't seen the movie, but um, who knows, hey. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man, like you say, I mean, it's, it is weird, right? Because it's even referenced in the movie, because of course, like it screams, so everything is referenced within the movie. Um, and I get it. Like, it does make sense to call it Scream, not only just from a marketing standpoint, but also this is the one movie that you can get away with that and at least make a joke at, at the expense of yourself, yeah. even though you're still doing it. <laughs> and I do feel like yeah. that's a lot of what this movie does. Like, it, it's <sighs> kind of like, oh, isn't it funny that these other movies do these things? Yeah, we're just going to do it as well. <laughs> like, legacy characters, just for the sake of popping the, the fan base, yeah, we've got that as well. But we're going to also make fun of when Star Wars done it. Like, okay, it's an yeah, interesting thing. Yeah, but we'll get into that because, I mean, that that is Scream, mm. you know. It, um, is, it is Scream. Yeah, man, my head hurts already. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be I'm, a really difficult conversation. It's going to be it's going to be a bit of a train wreck, I feel, because, um, you know, you said it last week that um, 
you feel like you need to see this movie, digest it for a few weeks mm. and then see it again and then you'll form an opinion on it. And that's basically how I feel. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll go into a synopsis, but it's just like, I, I, you know, normal people may not feel this way, but if anyone knows the lineage of just the, our show, like, you know, what Scream means, kind of seeing this movie now, it's just there's a lot to unpack in my brain. Mm. And I, I don't know whether this one podcast is enough to do it. <laughs> um, but we will see. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess uh, you know, rough, rough plot. It's uh, another screen movie. It's kind of what are we twenty five years after the original um, murders at this point. Yeah, give or take. And um, yeah, kind of a new ghost ghost face kind of um, killer emerges, and kind of um, I, I don't know about you, but um, we meet kind of Tara in the opening scene, and. Um, the opening scene was odd because we had literally seen it beat for beat before. Mm. Um, and I found that odd that like, I was, I was convinced that that wasn't going to be the opening scene. Yeah. We because... both said that, didn't we? We thought that was like a good troll in the trailer of like, yeah, it was... won't be the opening scene. And then it was. <laughs> Cause yeah. Cause it just felt like, Oh, the first five minutes of the movie I've already seen, mm. but, but yeah, we kind of meet Tara who is attacked. Um, and, um, uh, we then kind of jump forward to meet kind of our, our lead character, Tara's sister, uh, Sam, uh, who um, has moved away from Woodsboro and kind of has this, I mean, I guess like we can't, I don't know how precious we're going to be with like what characters are and that sort of thing. Like, I, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, like going into the plot of it, but, but basically, yeah, she's been, she's moved away from Woodsboro and kind of, you know, doesn't want to go back, but with Tara being attacked, she goes back. And, um, as more attacks happen, we kind of start to see kind of, there is a pattern and the, the killer is seemingly attacking people that are relations or, or somewhat to do with the original kind of killings. And, um, that kind of sucks our um OG cast back into this world as well. Mm. Kind of, you know, we meet we meet Dewey who who is kind of uh retired and, you know, <laughs> just the, the the closest version of Dewey versus David Arquette that we've seen <laughs> in the screen franchise, I'd say. <laughs> and um yeah, we meet him pining after um uh, Gail and we kind of see Gail on the TV and she's got a successful show and then we kind of get brief kind of introduction of Sid which we've seen from the trailer her kind of you know I'm Sydney fucking Prescott of course I've got a gun which is which is great mm. it's a great it's a great line um and and yeah the the killer's back and scream shenanigans ensues um like I said I mean that that's pretty much it there's there's so much more than that to actually unpack um but you know, we, we have a new core group of kids and um, this movie like does a lot of things for me that, that kind of make me feel really good and happy at the time. And then there were things that did frustrate and disappoint me as well. But a lot of the good was in the kind of setup and kind of the characters. Like I pretty much liked all of the, the new cast um, and I liked their you know, their conversations around the new killer or killers and, and how kind of, you know, how you can get away with having 
Scream 5, you know, basically. You know, how, how does this exist? New killer out there. Does it feel genuine? And for the most part, it kind of did. It's, it kind of felt like it was doing the right beats and setting things up in the right way. And I think kind of... Um, it was the conversations and the fact that, you know, we've already touched upon it, that, um, you know, the first Scream franchise was an absolute trope of, you know, the genre and, and really kind of, you know, poking fun at it in a way that no movie had until Scary Movie come along. Um, and but but it was still serious and then still did those exact things. Um you know, you, you literally have Sydney on the phone saying about uh, you know, why don't they just run out the front door and then with the chain on, she runs upstairs. Like, you know, those tropes were happening in screen one and they kind of, you know, I think they do quite a good job of poking fun at themselves here as well. Um, I think, yeah. Then when we got introduced to the new characters and when, when I found out that, uh, the, uh, Dylan was called Wes (laughs) and he was daughter of, uh, deputy Judy Hicks. I almost lost my fucking mind after my prediction last week, but we'll, we'll leave that there for now until we get into spoiler territory. But, uh, yeah. So like the opening half, I had a real good time. Um, it starts to like get a lot to unpack as the movie kind of goes into its finale and kind of, um, I start to get frustrated about a few things. I get frustrated, you know, about what happens. I get frustrated about what I'd already kind of seen, you know, trailer did get cause frustrations for me. And then kind of, you know, there were a few things that I don't still know how I feel about it with, with the finale. So when I came out of it, the movie really does a good job of the kills and the violence and that side of it, which is something that I wasn't expecting. Like this movie's super gory. And when, when like we got the opening splash and it said it was an 18, I hadn't really appreciated that it was an 18. Um, and I'm pleased they did because we did get some really good kills in this. Um, and yeah, like I think for the, for the most part, they, I, I feel like they did a pretty good job. Like I'm happy with it, uh, but I'm also, still digesting a lot Mm. do i sound confused because i feel confused (laughs) yeah i think it is one as well that we're gonna have to obviously we can give our thoughts but like we will have to talk spoilers to really dig into this one because it's almost impossible when you're talking about a screen movie um but yeah i will not i will not sound less confused though when we when we go into full spoiler (laughs) just fyi because i'm confused yeah I, i agree that like it's one that i i'm looking forward to not thinking about for a while and mm. kind of letting the hype and the excitement die down and then in six months time when this is already out on blu-ray i'll be like oh yeah i want to pick that up and just watch that now without the the context of the craziness of scream returning because i think mm-hmm. it is a lot to unpack i think my, my excitement was so high um being in the cinema and i think it was it is sometimes hard to temper that like we, we've talked about it before where i remember when i yeah. saw us and it was like I'd set myself up for this movie to the point where I was like, there's no way this is going to be as good as I thought it was. And it somehow was. And that is so rare because I think most of the movies for this show, when I've really built them up on this high pedestal in my mind, those have been the ones that are disappointed. Um, Very very few deliver to like, you know, when we get to that silly hype, you know, and I I remember like even like three from hell that really mm. delivered. There was still a little bit where we'd just gone off the rails hype on it that, you know, it just, there's not a movie that could exist that, that could exceed that hype. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, to pull it back to this one, I, I pretty much agree with a lot of what you're saying. I do think this is a really good film. Um, I am left dissatisfied with some stuff that happens in the final act which we'll get into um but i think a lot of the sh the movie is good i i even though the opening scene was unfortunately completely ruined because of the trailer and is also just extremely derivative of what kind of what we've seen in the past um there is a twist on it which i really appreciated and i think that the way the opening scene ends um got me really excited for the rest of the movie because i was like oh okay straight away they're subverting an expectation i have about what a scream opening scene should be and i was like oh see this is what i'm after like we kept thinking we kept um contemplating about this movie like well, what do we even want from a new scream movie and my answer was always i don't know because i'm not the one making it like i want them to reinvent it like they have done so well in the past especially with four and so i think after that opening scene where they really subverted my expectations i was like like, oh man, this is what I want, that every time I think they're going to go left, they're going to go right. And I think, unfortunately, that was probably the only time that happened in the whole film, where they actually went off script and went off uh, the template of a screen movie. And I think the rest of the movie is fairly by the numbers. Um, again, especially in the finale, which is where I really think they just kind of go like bringing it back to kind of square one um but yeah I, I agree with you that like the kills are really strong um there is like weird <laughs> like there's a weirdness to the kills because of how visceral they are um in a way that we haven't seen that it does take some getting used to where i was kind of like man is this going to feel out of place and i don't think they do because i think films have obviously gotten a lot more gory since since the last scream so i almost feel like it needed to do this to catch up in in a way um but i did like that they did that and i think i think all the kills looked fantastic um i think as well they um they they did a good job with like what you said with the opening scene what they set up um you're then kind of i i, I a lot of me was like is the killer actually going to struggle throughout this movie and is that going to be like a trope or something that they bring mm. up and then kind of every time when i think like you know you you, you don't necessarily i think with some yeah what i'm trying to say is with some of the screen movies you kind of know that you're cut into a kill scene you know i think of like scream four and when you had the um assistant in the car park it was like you knew that was a kill scene you know, and I feel like with a lot of these, I don't know whether it was just me, but after getting that opening scene, I was like, is this a kill scene or is it mm. not? And then we got like the most violent kind of kill scene out there. And so I, I did enjoy that kind of backwards and forwards that they kind of, like you said, you know, they set it up with the with the, the opening and they, they didn't they didn't necessarily do it again. But I didn't necessarily need them to because it already planted that seed in my head. I do agree with that point where it's like it, it, there, this isn't the okay this is where this character gets off and then we move on to the next one like there is a lot of back and forth in sequences there are a lot of characters that survive certain sequences and there is a lot of sequences where you're like wait did that person get killed or didn't they to the point that I'm still not even sure on some of them um but I thought that the um the the kind of the legacy characters I think are really interesting. Like that, that's something that we can kind of easily talk about without spoiling anything. I think because obviously we already know those three characters so well. Um, I think Dewey is incredible. Like I think he's the best part about this movie by an absolute mile. Um, obviously, like we're fans of David and always have been. But like I, th I genuinely <laughs> think he's so he's so good in this film. Like he has genuine character development across all four films. Um. 
to get to this point and it's it's like what you mentioned earlier like life imitates art like i think he is self-aware enough to play this character so close to to his heart and it just works so well and so i think for me he was not only the standout of the legacy characters but just the standout of the film he is incredible um every scene he was in was brilliant and i just wanted more of it um i think gail because of the attachment to dewey um is lucky because then she therefore gets some of that development rub off on her because of you know she's tied to dewey other than that she doesn't get to do too much outside of just reacting to i guess the place that dewey's in and then sid is like pretty disappointing to me like she, yeah. she just didn't need to be in this film at all um no. like you could take her out of this film and not a single thing changes and i almost feel like you could i think the legacy characters in general were added to this script um yeah. because i don't think they gel well with the rest of the vibe of the film at all i, I just think that think they did a good job of getting dewey's character in there yeah i don't yeah after seeing this movie i think if you'd have said to me oh they've made a screen movie without the legacy characters i'd have been like nah i don't want it mm. But now, yeah, I think this movie could have been stronger without them. Or, mm. yeah, with perhaps just Dewey, with, like, him watching Gale on TV or whatever. Like, mm. because it does feel that they do feel forced and they don't feel like they're part of, you know, when we get to the finale and we see it all, it doesn't really feel like they're needed that much in that world anymore. Mm. It doesn't feel like it was their story. It was almost like... You know, the killers were like, oh, shit, Gail Weathers is here. Well, we'll get her involved now. Why not? But we, you know, we didn't really, that wasn't, it, it didn't really feel like their end game to be like, oh, yeah, we want Gail um, or whoever, you know. And I think, um, so that's kind of part of it. But then, yeah, Sid's was, I think, really disappointing in the fact that they t tell you that she has this life and that she has this kind of, you know, happiness the movie's long and like, I don't know how they could show us that, but when we don't see that and we don't know that or understand that, it just feels like she's now a cardboard cutout and she doesn't feel like there's any depth to her because she's a very, you know, she's a mum. She's a very different Sid to what we've seen before. And I don't really understand that journey, you know, whereas with Gail, she is just Gail, you know, she's career driven. She just wants to be on TV. She's chasing that story and she will leave Dewey behind because of it, which is what she's always been. So I mm. still see that through path. And then, yeah, with Dewey, he's the one that gets all of the character development and the, you know, the arc and everything else. And so, you know, he is the standout of the three, but, um, yeah, like I said, I do find it odd and, and, um, you know, I think with Sid and and um, Gail as well, because they didn't get that development and didn't get that um, screen time and everything else, they the performances didn't necessarily land as strong with me either. Like you say, David was Dewey again, and it was a great Dewey, you know, performance. But with, with the other two, I, you know, I, I don't know whether it was just me because it's been so long now, but it just you know, it, it starts to feel like they're just, you know, um, it's a weird comparison because of being Courtney Cox, but it'd be like if friends came back and it would just be like, you know, that they're playing those characters, but do they, can they really embody them just so quickly again? If it was just like a one-off quick special, you need a bit of time to sink your teeth back into that character. And I just don't feel like they did. So yeah, I, I'm, I, I wasn't blown away by those, the, the two legacy performances either.
for me as well with Sydney, it's like if you write that character loyally to the character, which I do actually think they did, you then have written yourselves into a corner because I think setting her up 10 years on, she's got a family and she's actually living a happy life. I love that as a long term Mm. fan of Sydney. That's all we've wanted for so long. And so I think it'd be amazing if she's like, cool i appreciate you know the phone call dewey that i know shit's going down yeah. i've got my own stuff to deal with like exactly. i'm i'm never going to be a part of this which is essentially what happens she obviously says like there's only one thing that will bring me back and at that point it's kind of like you're spoiling it to the fans basically what's going to happen because it was so mm-hmm. obvious mm-hmm. And, I, and then i think that then they're just forcing her there for the sake of it and so for me I would have just had that. The, I would have only had her in that one scene yeah. where she would have just said, listen, there isn't a single thing that would bring me back to Woodsboro. Literally would, not a single thing. And then that's it. And she's gone and she gets to live happy. And that's her conclusion. You like, that would have been great. You know, yeah, you see her run off to her kids and she's like, yeah. nah, fuck this. Like, I'm done with Woodsboro. Because and, after and... that scene, she's not wor- She's not actually in another good scene. Like, in terms of no. Sydney doing cool shit, in my opinion. Like, she's just, she's just there. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's cool. But for me, like, she's my favorite final girl in all of horror and so to have her be in scream five and just be there like that's really disappointing to me like i'd rather she just wasn't there than just a a shell of her former self again not like like i said i don't think the performances are great i do think you're onto something that because they're in such a limited amount of scenes they don't really get to dive in those characters but also she's just not part of this story this story is about these new cast they do actually a really good job of of giving a lot of these new cast characters um which i guess i'll transitioned into now because i do think a lot of them are great I think yeah. the for me, Mindy and Wes are the two standouts. Yeah, um, Wes, is, where I, Wes is fantastic. I thought they were both brilliant. I think they probably both could have been used a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Mindy certainly gets more screen time than Wes, but I think in general they were both great, and I just loved their characters, and they added so much to the kind of lore of Scream and like their mm-hmm. history within the world. I just thought was fantastic. Um, Sam and Tara are very good as well. They're, they are very much kind of like our, the closest we have to the leads, and I do think they are strong. Like I believed in the bond. I was invested in kind of uncovering their story i thought that was all cool um then it starts to go a bit downhill i think the the two characters that um i just don't think have a character at all um is uh liz uh sorry liv um who's kind of like the girlfriend of chad um who's just basically there as a girlfriend like that's kind of her character she just doesn't really have a character beyond that yeah. and and then amber who is also basically just um the <clears throat> friend of tara's like that's basically her whole character well they literally at one point don't they say like um you're too you're too boring like you just yeah. don't have a personality and yeah, exactly. Like, and yeah. the fact that they even referenced that in the movie, I mean, it, it, it angers me so much and we'll get to why. But like that really pisses me off because it's almost like they were aware how shit this character was and yeah. they still persevered. Um, so that really did. Yeah, I, I think those. Are, and then the other character I really didn't like was Richie, um, who's Sam's boyfriend. And he's, uh, you know, he's in the movie a lot. And for me, I don't know what it was about this character because I have a feeling people are really going to like this character. Like overall, I, I, I'm aware that he's a, quite a popular mm-hmm. actor. I know he's been in a lot of stuff that people enjoy. I personally haven't seen him in anything. Um, and I thought this character sucked. Like I actually think the the character on paper is good. I just didn't like the way he came across on the screen because it got to a point later on in the movie when there's like a party scene and the party's like being closed down and he's got the these little throwaway lines. That was, that was so annoying. That that, that whole <laughs> everything he said in that scene. Was but annoying. like I, I feel like on paper or at least with a different delivery that could have been good and could have been funny. Like the line when he's like, "Oh yeah, you dropped the cup. Thanks for that. I appreciate." It. Like I could see someone doing that mm. in a charming way that would make me laugh. 
laugh but i was yeah, like yeah. i was cringing and my teeth were grinding just at how like painful the attempts at humor were and it so he feel like his character though when he was saying mm. all those things i was like he didn't feel like he was confident and kind of you know that way to to be like to, to shut down a party and then say all these cocky remarks that just didn't feel like his character that we'd seen for the rest of the movie yeah um, in my opinion yeah well that, like I say there is a lot in terms of kind of the characters not being consistent shall we say the new mm. characters and obviously that is in line because you're trying to create a film where everyone's a suspect so like yeah. at certain points characters well, will just do things characters will just do things that don't make any fucking sense and and yeah. then and then it's like okay but in the next scene that you know its only purpose was now as an audience you're supposed to suspect that person and at least every new character has at least one moment that is like, scream as like, well. yeah no i get that but it is frustrating <laughs> because you're like man i'm really starting to like some of these characters and then they'll just do something so stupid that doesn't like I say, it doesn't feel like a character. Like I'm watching Dewey and he feels like Dewey. And I get that that's an advantage because we have all of this baggage with him and we love him. Mm. But like, and like I say, most of the characters, I think, I mean, listen, they all do it. But like Mindy and Wes for me and even Sam and Tara were consistent with their characters. But then like everyone else just does a bunch of random shit for the sake of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, again, I don't think this is a bad movie. I think it's better than I expected because mm. I was kind of, I was very worried going in. But, like, I don't have this massive excitement that I think I should have right now. Um, yeah. I have frustrations with the ending, which we'll obviously get to. And I think I think the music as well, like, the, the, they, they use the yeah. legacy music pretty well. Um, like, there's a couple of times when some old favorites from the franchise pops up in some really cool and interesting ways. So I really did like that as well. Um, also, without spoiling it, but there's, like, a, I'll just say the shower sequence in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is the best part of the entire film yeah. um, by well, a mile. It's beautifully crafted. How I was how 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 i the reason why i experienced it the way i did but but yeah it definitely was fantastic oh it was so good it was so well directed it was genuinely tense i it, it could have gone so many different ways at different times yeah. i was genuinely edge of my seat knowing what was going to happen next which is what you want in a screen movie you know i was like i was very much like what is going to happen with these characters involved in this sequence and obviously there's no think... reference to psycho which i'm always going to pop for yeah. as well um but i god man if the rest of the movie was as good as that 10 minute scene this would be like movie of the year <laughs> it, it was fantastic and i think it as well kind of reverts back to what we said that throughout that whole scene um you don't know if it's a kill scene mm. and you don't know who it's for either um yeah, because you've exactly. got multiple characters in multiple locations doing different things and it all seems like they're getting slowly slowly more and more screwed and you know I, and and so again like that's something that we haven't seen from memory, like I, you know, off the top of my head, like that much in Scream. Like I say, I'm thinking mm. of like Scream Four with the with the um, uh, assistant, and like I remember, like in you know Scream Two when we Sarah Michelle Gellar was just conveniently in the house on her own, and I'm like, okay, she's gone. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, mm. you know, whereas whereas with this scene, you know, I really just didn't know who was going to get taken out at what point. Um, yeah. and and yeah, there were multiple uh trolls and then there were there were and it was kind of like you know it was really well layered in how a screen movie should be because a screen movie in this day and age needs to be an absolute troll and and very meta and kind of its message and everything else and i think kind of the way that it did these overtly obvious jump scares but then they also had the ones that weren't so obvious and it was Mm -hmm. it was clever and so i think like 
yeah, that you know, pretty much that whole scene did deliver for me. And uh, and yeah, coming out of the movie, I think it is my favorite, you know, favorite scene of the movie. It might just be kind of what I want as opposed to what they're trying to give as well, because I think with that sequence, it's highly original. Like it's not really, even though there is obviously a reference to Psycho, but obviously it's not like Psycho in the in the slightest. And no. I think that it's. Um, it's not based upon something that's happened in the past, if that makes sense. Like it's a highly original sequence, but the way the meta and referential stuff come in is like, you say playing on just overall uh, genre yeah. conventions, like the whole, like pulling a mirror in front of the screen, like the fact well, yeah, that they do that, like the four, they do it like four times in a row. And I'm like, I was genuine. This was the only scene that made me genuinely laugh as well, because I was like, this is great. Like they are genuinely playing with this in such an interesting way in a scene where i'm already really tense as well and they're also yeah. giving me a little laugh whereas i think in other sequences in the movie for me they lean a little bit too much into just hey remember that thing that you really liked in scream one we're, we're yeah. just gonna do it again now and, and like and, and again i think most people will love that and that's kind of what they want from scream because it's very meta and really referential but i'd rather it be a bit more towards this if that makes sense yeah, I mean, I was okay with both, to be honest. A lot of the times mm. when they had those nods to Scream, I, I did appreciate them, you know, when you had, um, you know, characters kind of doing doing the same <clears throat> things, running in the same, you know, kind of getting trapped in the same way and reacting in the same way. It, it kind of, you know, it made me go, ah, oh, yeah, I remember. And I, and I <laughs> did enjoy it. And I do think that's what a scream movie that's called scream as opposed to scream five that's aware that it's called scream instead of scream five like i mm. i do think that's good like i did you know i guess kind of going into it what what the hell did she call it a recall yeah recall um, yeah. <laughs> when the mindy character who kind of um you know i i guess i guess it's kind of mild spoiler but like we go into kind of who their relationship is and we know that she is related to randy and kind of you know yeah, she I mean, is it's important she's just the randy of this yeah. film anyway even if she didn't have that connection yeah exactly <laughs> so she is the kind of buff of it all and she's kind of explaining the rules of like a recall and kind of all of that and i kind of I, you know i enjoyed that more than the opening scene when uh um tara was asked what's your favorite movie and she said babadook because that 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 actually made me angry that was um, great though i i genuinely did like that because yeah. that, that was again going into that we were like well what are gonna what are the the things that have happened in horror in the last 10 years oh, that yeah, you kind of lampoon in this movie and i think immediately off the bat asking someone what's your favorite scary movie and she says oh the babadook it's this great meditation on parenthood and being a woman and i was like oh this is fantastic because yeah, yeah the kind of rise of elevated horror is dominated the conversation in recent years i, I loved all that stuff i thought it was yeah great. and we do and we get like a yeah and no, i'm only joking because i didn't like the movie um <laughs> but um yeah, and, and, you know, we got like Jordan Peele references and all of that, mm. and kind of, you know, it it was, you know, I, I think that's where the movie felt really like a scream movie for me, and really kind of what a, what a twenty twenty two scream movie should be, um, referencing these things and and being kind of, you know, it when we got into the conversation of uh, uh, the title and where they were pretty much referencing what this movie was called and and. I, even all of that made me chuckle and made me appreciate why this movie was called that more and i was kind of like oh, okay like i like it it's funny and and so yeah like i said i think a lot of the things that they needed to do which i was unsure of which is to make a movie that feels like scream but coming out you know how is a scream movie gonna poke fun at the genre in 2022 i think it did quite a lot of that well mm -hmm. um i guess 
like I guess we're pretty much at the point where we ought to go into spoilers. So I yeah, mean, well, there was there kinda... was one other thing I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. before we obviously talk about spoilers, um, because I think this one of the big kind of topics of conversation about this movie, and one of the things that it talks about a lot is toxic fandom. Um, I think that's going to be kind of like a big conversation after this movie, and I definitely want to get your take on it because for me, um, the way this movie talks about toxic fandom is is very interesting because I don't agree with it um i think for me and this might be very long-winded because we're going to talk about a load of different things here and kind of tie it back to screen but like for me toxic fandom isn't as big of a deal as some people like to make out i think it is a very small minority um to the point that you can almost ignore it but i think that a lot of the times actual genuine toxic fandom which in my opinion is when you overstep a line of just having an opinion and you start either harassing sending death threats etc just usual like bad behavior online a lot of the times and i think that kind of gets chucked into what toxic fandom is and i think that what this movie does is it talks about that but i get frustrated because i think a lot of the times people just put genuine criticism in that category um which really pisses me off i think it's easy to say for example like the last few saw movies which are just unequivocally bad i think from from their standpoint they could defend it and just be like oh that's just toxic fandom you know you guys just don't get it and i think that is a mistake you know because there's many different levels to this and i think that one of the worst actually or the best examples i've seen of this is the ghostbusters movie that came out in 2016 um which the actual the conversation flipped before the movie even came out where it was like oh if you they already got across the narrative that if you don't like this movie you hate women and it was it was mind-blowing to see and i genuinely think people should make films about it just like the discourse surrounding this one movie because it was mind-blowing to behold and to see it kind of unfold in front of my eyes was unlike anything i've seen and i think you then saw the movie the movie was a piece of shit and they already had this perfect defense and i do think that that movie whilst did get criticism and obviously didn't do well it didn't get anywhere near the criticism it should have because people were scared like critics were scared fans were scared to give their opinion because there was already this easy kind of target to hit them with and so i think that is a a better example of the opposite of whatever they're trying to get across because i think for me i've been thinking a lot about fandom recently especially after watching the matrix and spider-man which were these two movies that as fans of these franchises for over 20 years they made me feel so happy to be a fan and they felt like it was a reward like we we thank you for being a fan for 20 years and we appreciate you being a fan here's this movie please enjoy it and i think that i don't ever want to lose that as a fan but when movies like scream start to kind of say well if you don't like it you're just toxic i start to become very defensive towards that and i don't know if maybe that's just me misreading the message i'm not necessarily saying that but i do think just overall whatever message they tried to get across with toxic fandom i don't think worked and i thought it was a bit too heavy-handed and for me personally it's such a small minority of people which in my opinion aren't even fans anyway they're just scumbags like there are in all the facets of life and you should just ignore it whereas i think bundling in fans who have genuine criticisms of things they love that's okay we don't have to like everything um what was your take i guess on this part of the movie i i think with the i I don't like the term top toxic fandom at all because i don't think it's a real term that that should exist because you agree with me that like those people aren't even fans exactly yeah Yeah. like they are just people that have got a problem with the world or a problem with you know like you say there's such a minority of it you know and and i think 
the problem then is hardcore fans and fans that are just genuinely want things to be good that are disappointed get thrown into mm. the, the bracket of toxic fandom. You know, I think look at us with Saw. Both me and you want Saw movies to be fantastic or more than 99.9% of the population. Mm. You know, I, I feel like, and I'm not saying that to be, you know, a toxic fan. Uh, I feel like more often than not, we want them to be good more than the filmmakers and a lot of people that make the film just because we are that passionate about the franchise, you know. And does that mean that, like, you know, we have a right to it more than anything else? No, it just means that we want these bloody things to be good and we crave for them to be good. And I don't think that's toxic fandom. And then when we don't, you know, if they don't live up to um, what we want them to be, it's disappointing. Um, but we still voice that in a way that's constructive, I feel. And I feel like that can still be push towards toxic fandom and i think like i say i just don't think that term should exist because because the people that are toxic fans are the again the, the other side of the coin the 0.001 people online that just want to spit hate and spit kind of you know toxicity for the sake of it and and i think kind of yeah so you know th there's a few of these kind of um modern day movements and terms and stuff and, and that I just don't gel with. And, and this is definitely one of them where I just feel like it gives, it gives far too much weight to people that a are not deservant of it anyway, and B are just such a minor, you know, spec on what fandom actually is. It just shouldn't have a spotlight on it. Yeah, um, I completely so, so, agree. And I think there's more examples of the, the filmmakers or, or whoever using that as a kind of deflection technique mm -hmm. rather than like, like I say, actual yeah. apparently fans being toxic, which like I say, I think it can obviously happen. But like you say, it's such a small minority of people that the fact that it even has a name and is kind of like a thing that we all know happens within films to the point that it's being referenced in the new scream and such a, because they yeah. talk about it a lot. And, and when you get into final act stuff, it is very important and integral to yeah. this movie. It is kind of like that toxic fandom stuff. And yeah, as me as someone who is like, no, you're just a scumbag. You're, you're wanting to find a target for your hate. And it just so happens to be this one thing, but you're not a fan. Like you're not no. the same as me. Like you're not a fan of this, of whatever I, the thing is. And I think as well, when you look at something, you know, like you know the movies that we've just seen recently that are love letters to the fans mm. you know um they you know you look at something like ghostbusters you look at matrix you look at spider-man you look at this movie you know and you know they are trying to appease fans most you know for the most part this movie i think you know is slightly different to those other examples but certainly the other examples it is a case of the filmmaker saying oh we have a hardcore dedicated fan base that we need to do right and we need to do certain things with and and um you know we uh, you know we respect that fan base and i think like that's a positive thing and it shouldn't be pushed towards toxic fans because i think having you know if if you're watching a you know scream movie um straight off the bat you've never seen one before great like you know i hope you had a great time but also there are people that have been heavily in love with this franchise for 25 years and i think you you shouldn't turn your back on that you should be aware of your fan base if you put out a star wars movie you shouldn't be like oh yeah this is just for the casuals this is this is you know whatever it's like no that has some weight to it and you need to be mm. aware of that weight and and shoulder that way and don't just have this excuse of oh, well they're just toxic fans i'm doing it for the you know i'm just doing it for for the normal people i'm like no you need to you need to respect it and i think when people do respect it 
the fans predominantly um, are positive. You yeah. know, like I say, you, I think Ghostbusters for me was was a movie that when I saw what people said about it, pretty much everyone was positive about it, as I was, where I felt like it was just a great love letter to fans. It's not for people that haven't seen or love the Ghostbusters movies, you know, and that has a place. And if you want to create a new IP, great, create a new IP. But when you have a franchise like that, you know, give give the fans some credit at this point. Yeah, because I completely agree. Ultimately, that's how the movies got made as well. That's that's. I think that's mm. one of the things that annoys me that like a Scream movie doesn't come out in 2022 with the name Scream without the fandom that's there behind it. A Ghostbusters movie, you know, a Matrix movie. These movies come out because of the fans. So then, if you turn your back on them and start using this term, I think it's quite disingenuous to the reason why you've got money in your pockets in the first place. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I think that is my final thing is that it, this term worries me going forward because mm. I think the one thing that is universal across all things that I love in terms of the people making them, the directors, the, you know, everyone, the cast, the crew is that they are so appreciative of the fans. You hear yeah. it across every medium that you could possibly love and be a fan of is that they constantly say, like, we would be nothing without the fans because they mm. know that because all of this art is only consumed by the fans. And if the fans aren't there, then no one gets to make any of this stuff at the end of the day yeah. and so like we need to remember that um and it worries me going forward yeah if we get to the point where we're like oh we can't give a shit what the fans think because the fans don't know you know they're just toxic anyway like it is it's a worrying thing i think but i'm I, at the moment it's fine but it's something that in 5 10 20 years could be a problem um, i think as well though as fans like we have to express fandom in the right way you know mm. because if if a movie comes out and it and it isn't good voice why you think it's not good but but then that's it you know if uh, you know i think we said about this you know before this movie came out if this movie sucked which thankfully it doesn't but if this movie sucked it it doesn't take away from the other movies we've got and i think that's something that um i've had to like get in my head um sometimes i'm kind of like god damn it you've ruined the franchise it's like no you've just you just made a bad movie and you can you can forget about it if you if you choose to and i think like you know that's where fans can turn toxic and when there's no need to and and i think it, it's both ways that um that we don't get to this trend that this this term becomes bigger and has more weight behind it so yeah full spoiler warning this is your mm -hmm. last chance to get out or should, should we do recommendations first or yeah we can do yeah Okay, we'll do recommendations first before the spoiler warning. <laughs> but you, this do. is this is your little preamble, so we are going to go into spoilers directly after recommendations these recommendations and then spoiler. Um, I would definitely recommend it. I think in terms of recommendations, this is the most irrelevant one we'll do all year because <laughs> you know if you're seeing the new Scream movie, yeah. you probably are if you're listening to this. Um, I don't think you're going to be on the fence about Screaming and give this a listen. If you are, then I will say check it out because it's really fascinating. I think there's a lot of stuff that is absolutely fantastic in this, even though there's a lot of stuff that we're going to get to now in spoilers in the finale that I personally didn't like. I still think it's worth a watch. I still think most people are either going to really like this or love this um and i hope that i'll be there within a few months once like the dust settles and i can really think uh, like just detach myself from it a bit more and try and just enjoy the fun of it because i think some stuff in the finale did just bum me out a little bit um but we'll get to that but overall strong recommendation for sure yeah this is a strong recommendation for me that i think this exceeded my realistic expectations 
yeah, I, I think, you know, I was I was worried about this going in and what it would do. And I think, you know, it, for the most part, it did deliver. And, and uh, I'm like you, like, I hope I can get to a point that I really like and get to love this movie. And I, and I feel like it, it could. Mm. Um, I have to just get over kind of some of these things that, that did kind of, you know, I feel like when I voice them, it might just be cathartic to kind of get it out there. And then kind of I can be like, OK, that's something that, that did rub me the wrong way. But this movie still did a lot right. Um, and overall, I had a really good time. I think, um, yeah, if you're a fan of the franchise, it's a no brainer. But I think as well, this movie is just a really fun movie, like all screen movies are that are mm. just these fun ride that I think people can enjoy this, this just, you know, without all the lore, and especially with these characters, because they don't have all this weight behind them with Sydney and and kind of um, Gail. So you, you get to know who the the other ones are, and you could have a fun time anyway. Yeah, that is true. And obviously, we're now in spoilers. But what what I find funny is that they do do their best job to try and bog down all the characters with legacy and and story and history. Like it is kind of mind blowing how, like I say, I do agree with you that this movie does stand alone. I think the box office shows that that this movie doesn't do as well as it does if people think uh, have you know they're up to date on the on the previous four movies. Yeah, (laughs) so I think that it's it's reflecting that, and people are clearly liking it. But like the fact that we have so many ties to the past and there's obviously we're going to talk about the killers and we're going to talk about a big character death but i need to start with for me the biggest shock of the entire movie like my jaw hit the ground when it happened because i just didn't see this coming a mile away um billy fucking loomis in this film yeah what 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 did you make of that because i was genuinely stunned the first time we see him in the mirror looking like billy loomis i was like oh my god like i can't believe they've done this yeah i didn't like it (laughs) <laughs> did you know no i didn't like it um i don't know I how just, i feel about it yeah i'm quite like i like seeing him and i liked mm. i liked you know uh, like how they pulled it off but in terms of i think um you know scream has um had like the odd little tease towards like a supernatural kind of vibe in in some of the movies and i think it's kind of then hit it, hit it on the head quite quickly. And just kind of having this character that's seeing Billy Loomis and kind of, you know, him talking to her and taunting her and stuff just felt a little bit just just not what I wanted. Um, it just, it felt a bit cheesy and it felt kind of just not, like I said, it, I, I think the thing about Scream is it's a whodunit with, with normal everyday killers. You look at most franchises and and most franchises that have uh multiple sequels and it's like what this and saw i guess like how many franchises have got like just a bog standard killers in them throughout you know you Mm. you you eventually have to get to the point that it's supernatural and i think kind of so yeah that like yeah so i didn't i didn't love it um but I, i was i was shocked to see it I I loved the first scene because it caught me off guard. The fact that it was kind of like it was in like the hospital, wasn't it? Um, mm. Where she's like looking in the mirror, and I just it caught me off guard in the way it looked and everything, and the way he sounded and what he was saying and that kind of reveal. I was like, this is great. I think 
each time we saw him it got less and less interesting mm. um and i can't believe we saw him what three four times like and, and especially got, the last one cheesy. the last one was very cheesy oh, well, because the last one happens at the end of the movie when everything's all kind of wrapped up and i was like oh my god like i'd forgot because we hadn't seen him for a mm. good like 20 minutes and then i was like oh no why are we seeing him again He's now just, like, like this is not like this like, is not the time metaphorically to, yeah to show you like hey remember the original killer from scream like we're just mm. gonna crow by it yeah like i think that's why i'm very all over the shop with it because i popped hard seeing him i thought skeet was great uh, and like you so say you talk about you know trying to get back into the character like he did a phenomenal job yeah. i immediately was like that's fucking billy loomis um, oh yeah and i thought I like thought, the, the agent uh, tech was actually decent as well yeah, I thought they might have got like a different actor originally because mm. I was like, he looks so much like him. But then, like when we got to see the embodiment of Billy, I was like, oh man, like he's that that's Skeet and he's nailing it. Like it was brilliant. Yeah, think, so it was um, cool. It was just overused for me. Like like yeah, a lot of I things just, in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like I say, and I just although I you know visually I liked it, I just didn't like it in the world. If you know what I mean. Yeah, like it was a cool thing, but it just felt like a bit odd. But um, it does feel like uh, you're watching a different movie when those scenes yeah, start, isn't yeah. it? Where you're like, oh, yeah, am I, am I watching yeah, the same film? by Billy Loomis. And obviously, like, the fact that she is Billy Loomis's daughter, I, I mm. really did enjoy. I think I enjoyed that more than I thought I would. I think it kind of was a really nice way to, like, kickstart this franchise again and have a reason. You know, I think kind of having Sid's um you know relatives in the last movie was a great way to bring sid back and bring the franchise on and then i think this one would have been great if it was just the new class mm. you know it's like oh shit like the sins of our our fathers you know have come back to haunt us you know and i think kind of you know it gives me nightmare on elm street vibes and i think that's that's you know that honors wes and it honors the franchise in a way that honors wes which i like so mm. i think i think that was a really clever way and and yeah it may be a little heavy handed, but I think, you know, everyone in that small town didn't move out of that small town. They all had kids and it's all 20 years from now. So there are going to be a load of kids that were mm. to do with the murders. So it, it, it felt good and it felt right. And I really like that, that these characters had that tie. Um, you know, I, I think kind of um, when we... Um, when we get into kind of like Mindy and that sort of thing, like I, I love that and the embodiment of Randy. And I think I would have almost enjoyed it if we hadn't have had the reveals so quickly and, and we wouldn't have known yeah. so much about, Oh, is there a, is there a stew? Like, you know, is, is there a Casey or whatever? Well, you know, not that cause, but you do know what I mean? Just some of yeah. these other characters. Um, and, and having that would have been fun and also kind of, um, yeah, there was a lot of mystique around the mum. I felt between for Tara and Sam. I, I don't know if you felt that way. Yeah. Um, well, they kept saying about her like returning, didn't they, or something? Yeah. Well, they were like, "Oh, she's working in London," and they're like, "Classic mum." Mm. So, like before we knew that she was Billy's um, daughter, I was like, "Is that are these Gail's kids somehow?" I was like, mm. "Because," and then like when we found that, I was like, oh, "Okay, no." But then I was like, "Who is the mum going to be?" Yeah. Um, and and so, you know, I wanted to see kind of where, you know, where they went with that. And I really thought the mum was going to be like a big third act reveal. And yeah. and, and then it was nothing. So uh, when I when I kind of thought about it afterwards, I was a little bit disappointed by that. Um, 
We need we need but, to talk about uh, a fallen soldier of ours who yeah um, we do yeah we is, do uh, pissed us both off I think kind of I, I don't it's it's I don't want to sound like a little bitch especially when we've just talked about <laughs> toxic fandom because as this movie went on I was like do Dewey has to die um, we said it kind of in passing, you know, a lot about this movie and kind of as this movie went on and when Sid and Gail were away and we knew they were going to have to come back. Um, and it, it, it just kind of feels like the arc for Dewey as well, that he will become the fallen hero at some point. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I kind of thought basically they just have to nail it because he he's been stabbed 50 million times you know he's done so you know these characters if you're going to kill one of these characters you you just have to do it right and i really don't think they did um i was really disappointed with his with his kill scene i think kind of you know we've literally had jokes in other scream movies where he's like head dewey shoot him in the head and like you know, when he shoots the killer and then just runs off, yeah, I'm just like he would never do that. Not in a and 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 again, like you know, this is my read on the character, and people can disagree with it. But I'm like someone that has been in that situation this many times does not run away when they have a chance to unmask the killer and also to kill the killer. It's just you know that's Dewey in the first movie that would just run away. And then when he turns around and is like, no, you go, I need to see who it is. Yeah. I was like, it just felt so silly. And like, you know, okay. They had the, distri- you know, he got distracted by his phone and the killer got one up on him. All right. There needed to be something for Dewey to get to fall. And like, I wasn't as angry by that as I was the preceding 30 seconds, but I was, I was pretty triggered. Like I was, I was pretty, you know, it didn't, it it certainly didn't like ruin it, but I definitely didn't feel like Dewey died. Yeah. I didn't feel sad. Um, It just, it just, for me, it felt super meh. I think it completely didn't land the emotional beat they were going for. Like the, this movie constantly references Star Wars. And so Mm -hmm. like, spoiler alert for Force Awakens, but like when, when that happens (laughs) and when they kill Han Solo, it's, it's so good because it perfectly sets up Kylo Ren as the character then. And Mm. it's like, that was incredible. And it was up until the second he died, I still had that glimmer of hope that he was going to live. And, whereas in this movie we all thought he was going to die going in when sydney says there's only one thing that's going to bring me you know there's nothing that can bring me back and we all know that there is one thing that can bring him back i'm like mm-hmm. well now he's 100 percent dead then you tie in with what we've seen in the trailer which is kind of like dewey hobbling in a hospital and then gail like screaming while someone stops her from crossing yeah. police tape you're like okay so he's going to die in the hospital so it's like it's all so obvious and then we get to the scene where he's fighting ghostface and he wins seemingly and in my mind i immediately went to and this is something that i've just i've desperately wanted these movies to do for so long because i think it was 
one of the scripts for Scream 3, which was going to be the opening scene, was Sid fighting Ghostface, and she killed Ghostface. Yeah. And then she revealed who it was, and it was just some random maniac who went and attacked her. And I loved that, because I was yeah. like, man, that is how you subvert expectations, by yeah. killing the killer in I the opening scene. just, like, imagining that in a Scream Yeah, movie. and so I kind of hoped, and especially after this opening scene, where even though they didn't do that, they didn't kill off the lead, or the character who's being stalked. So I was like, okay, this movie might do that. So I thought, he's going to kill one of the killers, it's going to be this great moment then when he's got his back turned the second killer will reveal themselves kill dewey go to kind of check on the body and maybe they'll get like someone will shoot at them and they'll have to run off or something and so then that's the reveal of dewey's killed one of the killers it's the reveal that there is definitely at least two killers and then maybe even they could go to three if they wanted and, and do something different in the finale and dewey then had a reason to die but the fact that he just like I say he shot someone and then he just walks away when he's two feet away from this person whose mask is covered like it's just it is infuriating because that isn't dewey it's a no. it's you guys wrote this character to die this way and that didn't feel like dewey to me and then well, when he died and the character does like the cringy like it's been an honor just yeah. it just didn't work for me and especially when you then realize who killed them later on in the movie it's even more oh. infuriating because of how shit that character is <laughs> well i think i think that's the thing like um just to stick with dewey for a minute and then we'll get on to the shit killers but i think um with with that and with kind of the way he died in that scene it kind of felt what you touched upon earlier that the legacy characters were wrote into it later on Mm. And it felt like that scene needed to play out with our three characters escaping in the elevator. And that was that was all that needed to happen. And then they were like, oh, well, if Dewey was there, he could hang behind and get killed. And it just it just felt bolted on. It felt mm. very bolted on. And I think as well, I mentioned it very early on when I started talking about this. Um, you know, I, I said it when I saw the trailer for the very first time. I was like that is a scene of Gale reacting to Dewey's death. And uh, why did they put that? Why did they put that in the trailer? I know. And I hate it that we have to do this on a regular basis because Mm. I do feel like we are in quite a minority that we pick up on these things on trailers, but it must affect other people as well. And I just think like having that in the trailer and then that being the moment, like why, you know, what, what benefit did that one second snippet do to the trailer other than ruin that moment for me? You know, yeah. that, that's what I just think like it doesn't, it doesn't elevate things, you know, and it doesn't like, even when we rag on the Spider-Man trailers, like those, those reveals that would have been more fun in the movie got bums on seats in the cinema. Showing yeah. Courtney Cox screaming for a second doesn't get more bums on seats. So I well, just... also also thankfully in that movie they had like another hundred tricks up their sleeve. Correct. So like at this point oh. I'm not salty that they gave away two of those tricks. Like I am a little bit because I would have liked it, but they gave me more than enough. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I get the marketing versus you know you know all like literally we just said we just saw half of Ty West trailer because we were like oh yeah we're mm. gonna see this. That's not most people. So trailers need to exist and, and they need to kind of get bums on seats, but they don't need to do that, what they did with this. And so, yeah, that that did frustrate me. And and yeah, coming out of it, I I, I love your idea of, of that kind of him actually killing one. And, and I love the idea of there being three killers because yeah. we've kind of, you know, we've had four movies now with two killers in. Mm. And I think, um, you that know. That was my thought coming out of this where I was like, I'll tell you what, yeah. scream free man like 
yeah. it's not the best film, but like it's original it for only stop. having one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess going into the killers, like um, the hosp. I, I, I don't know about you, but um, when when were you kind of set that the boyfriend was going to be the killer? To be honest, like I I switched off to caring at a certain point because once Wes had died. Um, yeah. and kind I of guess, what yeah, we Wes and Judy died in the same scene. Anyone who I kind of hoped would be the killer wasn't going to be, and I and I was thinking to myself, well, the only way this is going to be satisfying now is if it's somehow Tara or Sam. But that literally would have made no sense at all. So yeah. I just got to the point where I was like, well, I guess it's going to have to be one of the characters that I don't give a shit about, and and it turns well, out it, it was two of them. Yeah, well, my only hope was that it was going to be like they would have a cool tie-in or something like that, you know, mm. kind, kind of like, you know, when you think of like Scream 2 and it's like, oh, that's just a reporter. Oh, no, it's Billy's fucking mum, you know. And and I think like I was hoping for something like that. But I think, yeah, obviously with Wes and, you know, with, with the Hickses, when we knew who they were, I... I I was smug as anything in the cinema. I was like, I've, this, this is going to be amazing. Like this is exactly going to be the killers. It's going to be great. And that elevated that whole scene more when they, when they both died in the same scene, it was it, like, it couldn't have been more perfect for what we talked about. Um, but yeah, I was pretty much the same after that, but I think the hospital scene when he fights the killer and kind of just gets pushed away and, and, and has the little cut on his arm, a la Derek, you know, Mr. Missed every artery in, in his arm, whatever the hell it is. Um, you know, I was like, yeah, they're, they're going there. And I was like, they're trying to, they're, they're not making him Billy. They're making him Derek, but then turning him into Billy. And I was like, he's definitely the killer. And as we mentioned, I didn't, you know, I didn't enjoy his character. I think he was um, awkward is the way I yeah, think I'd describe I him. You know, the part I think he's, scene, I think he's miscast. I, I genuinely yeah, just don't think the, he should the, have played this role. The party scene needed more charisma for those lines. Like you say, on a script, those lines are funny. And there are multiple moments where, you know, when he's watching the movie and he has backwards and forwards, is it with Liv or one of the other ones? And they're like, oh, Mr. Mr. Netflix or whatever. And like, just they didn't land as much as they seemed that they, they would on paper. Mm. Um, Imagine if that was like Matthew him. Lillard in the first movie saying yeah. those lines. Like yeah. they would have just killed, but like yeah, they just exactly. didn't work for this character. Um, so yeah, like I do so so yeah, that you know, him being the killer really disappointed me and I think kind of um you know, their whole reasoning behind it and everything else was just all a bit you know, I, I see what they're trying to do and, and but it it just didn't work and I think with, with Amber, her character is awful. And, you know, they make point of the fact that her character is awful. And then, you know, for her to just have that revealed, I think, you know, it it does go back to Scream 2 a lot for me, where I'm like, um, you know, if you don't have Billy's mum as as one of the killers, I think kind of if they're just like, oh, we both met in a little killer chat room and and we decided to be killers, I think it, it wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. Um, and I think kind of, um, you know, having kind of Mickey as, you know, the, um, 
yeah, he's just like a psycho and, and obsessed with movies and obsessed with stab, but then having someone that, that ties it in and has a real motive, I think worked more. Um, I, I, I got a little bit excited that they might bring Stu into it more. They they really trolled us with that as well, didn't they? Because... Yeah, that felt just super unnecessary. At, at that point, after already getting like Billy Loomis Ghost, already yeah. getting like a billion Randy references, where there's like his iconography and images are all over the house they're <laughs> the, in. The we're shrine him, was egregious. <laughs> we're seeing him in the Stab movie and all that stuff. We literally got Mindy, who is a embodiment of Randy in terms of character, to mm. then be like, oh, and then also for whatever reason, we're now in Stu's old house. I was just like, what? Like, do we really need that on top of it as well? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, with the killers, like I, not to be a Debbie Downer, but yeah, like they. They were terrible for me. Like they, they were already going into the finale, my two least favorite characters. And when they were both the killer, I almost couldn't believe it. Like well, I was just so disappointed because like I say, for them to kind of go to the boyfriend and try and be this very clever, like, oh, we're back to the start. And of course it was who Dewey said straight away. I was just like, oh, it's so poor and boring. And then especially when Roman he looked good though, right? Well, it really, really does. And I think so when we then get to the turn of the killers, they, they, they go way too into we're just going to pretend to be Billy and Stu for the next 20 yeah. minutes. Like it's this overt psychopath. It just doesn't work for these two characters. And I think especially Amber, who is so the actress, you know, I've only seen her in one other thing, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where she plays the exact same character in terms of when they reveal that she's the killer in this movie. You know, just full on, like, I'm crazy psycho, like gritted teeth, crazy eyes. So it's the exact same character that ripped from a movie that came out three years ago. But then the way she dies in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is so similar to how she dies in this movie, but it's way better in a non-horror film. Like, she gets toasted, she gets burned alive with a flamethrower by Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, you're never going to top that. So what do they do in this movie? They set fire to her in a kitchen. Like, that I just, was, I couldn't believe me, how similar it was. That made me very kind of just like, this is over the top. It, yeah. It, you know, it's it was very unnecessary. And I think kind of, it took the... Um, they always come back thing mm. like a level too far, which is oh, weird. Yeah. Well, when they stab like the guy like 400 times as well. Yeah. And it's weird because it kind of has always been a bit too far in these franchises, but mm. now the other ones just look like, yeah, you know, you, you get, you get the, you get the second wind, you know, that's fine. You know, yeah. Mickey getting shot 5 million times. Um, I think this is where obviously my major frustrations for the movie come in because yeah, I like yeah. to say I do think that this is a good movie and it is really well made but like when you when it comes down to it and we've talked a lot like recently you know in last year a movie like The Night House where I didn't like the ending so it docked it down and that is just the case with all films but with a Scream movie more than any other horror movie we're going to see this year you have to like the reveal of the killer you, have like, you just have to mm. and that to me is the worst part of this movie by far so I guess I can really like a lot of of the new characters yes i can really like dewey yes i can really like the kills i like the music i like the you know the shower sequence which was great like there's so much to love about this movie and a lot of the little ref references and easter eggs but ultimately i hate these killers i think they're like uh, coming out of it i'm like there isn't even consideration that these are the worst killers in the franchise like they are so far below roman it's not even close um and Roman's it's just so disappointing killer either no, he's really not. And so I think that he was just by proxy the worst killer because he's in the mm. worst scream up until this point. Whereas these are like, 
they're just so shit and like say their motivation is awful and so like man this is the part that i just hope when i rewatch it it won't trigger me as much but even just having this conversation now and remembering how shit richie was as a character how unbelievable he was when he went full psycho and just not enjoying that turn and then how amber is literally just ripped from another movie but is a piss poor version of that character like oh man why can it have been anyone else i would have i genuinely think i would have had just i would have been so positive on this movie if i hadn't have disliked these killers you know i think so too as well i think a lot of the other things even dewey's death Mm. i I think they all become inconsequential yeah i would have got over it still felt like it served the purpose of what it needed to for the movie it just if it got killed by wes and judy i'd have had no problem (laughs) yeah you know and and yeah you know whether it's because we're idiots and and came up with with our own killers that we really liked but also just it's but not even that the ones they presented are genuinely the worst <laughs> characters in the film yeah and but i think that's it and and you know i i get that and would be better as well was, was was going for that they were um you know not um having the you know, it's not going to be anything related. It is just fandom. And that's kind of the whole point of this kind of, you know, toxic fandom and everything else that we spoke about at length. But I think this whole franchise has hinged on it being these murders. These murders happen for a reason because mm-hmm. of what happened. And then every murder after it, every killer after it had motive because of what happened at Woodsboro. And I think that is the through lineage of this franchise. And it is, you know, instead of having a supernatural character and having a Michael Myers that comes back, it's like, no, it's this dirty history that just can't stay hidden. Mm. And I think, um, you know, cause, cause as the movie was going on, I think, um, it, you know, you play the game of, of who the killer is. And I think like when like Mindy and her brother, I got to the point that I was like, Oh, they'd be banging killer. Imagine if Randy, yeah. the reincarnation of Randy was the killer like they would have been my having now seen the movie that would have been been my choice would have been mindy and her brother yeah you know and and they could have had such a great monologue about how randy dying is just you know putting them down this path and they're not gonna you know they're not gonna die the way he did and just all these different things and it could have just you know it, it could have felt right for the franchise and i think if that had happened and coming out of it and then the fact that like Sid would have had to have killed like, you know, a Randy sibling as well. Like, you know, mm. it, it could have had some real weight to it and, and could have, could have felt special. Whereas, yeah, just having these really two throwaway characters, I, I do genuinely think like, as I've, as we've unpacked it and as this conversation's gone, if the killers had have landed, I would have fucking loved this movie. Same. Because, I, think like, that's what I, I think, can totally see yeah. why everyone, like, a lot of people love this movie and I'm really yeah. happy that they do. And, you know, yeah. because I do think, and, and I do wonder if time goes on that I can just like the movie a lot for what it did elsewhere mm. because it, it felt like a screen movie for, for the right up until the finale, you know, until we yeah. got the, the, the reveal of the killers, it really felt like a screen movie. Um, and even though, you know, we mentioned kind of the stew bit being crowbarred in, I did quite enjoy being back at the house and even that side of it where I was like, oh, I don't really want to be here. But then when I was there, I did get the nostalgia and I, and I did, I did enjoy it. Um, I think they probably, could have probably lent into it a little bit more actually. Mm. Um, and, uh, but you know, when, as soon as we got the reveal and we got the reveal early as well, you know, um, yeah, that's what was surprising me, but I really, Amber that was when was, I almost, 
thought there was going to be something else, you know, not just that. Yeah, exactly. Because Amber was super early and, and I thought, okay, we'll get the Mickey done. You know, Amber's just the throwaway. Yeah, I just, she's a psycho and I've talked her into it. Who's the mastermind? You know, and and I kept thinking like, well, I thought, and I, I did wonder as well whether there'd be, I, I did have in my head like three. And I wondered if the third character was going to be someone that we haven't seen throughout the movie. Yeah. Someone that's just been masked the entire movie, whether it's a return in character or whether it's just a, you know, oh, I was the you know, whatever, you know, but, but I, I thought there was going to be a, a puppet master that we hadn't seen on screen up until that point, because I, I, I was like, Oh, well now she's reveal. I think it's the boyfriend, but I don't really get how either of them would have any deep impactful meaning. And yeah, that's what happened basically. Well, and so, that's how you do that without making it unsatisfying as well, because mm. if you only have like, say for instance, one killer who is like, say a character who's not in the movie, mm. that is bullshit for a whodunit yeah. because it just gives the audience no chance. Whereas, yeah, like I say, having that reveal earlier than usual, but then, you know, adding that extra layer on it, I think that is where it is just frustrating that you get the early reveal and it's like, okay, you revealed that the categorically the worst character is the killer the second one or third one better be good and it's like oh it's the boyfriend great and it would have been good as well if like you know the mastermind could have been like yeah i I picked on the the worst people to to do this for me because they just blend in because they suck i'm like okay great like but Mm. i like you puppet master so it's okay but then because we didn't get that it was just like meh the final thing I want to say as well is like I want to put give some more even more credit than we always do anyway to Scream 4 because I honestly feel like a lot of the stuff that I've I've already looked at a little bit of the reception of this movie and a few reviews and stuff and a lot of the stuff that this movie's getting credit for Scream 4 already did like the whole like meta stuff in regarding sequels versus remakes yeah. and all stuff like they fucking nailed that in scream 4 and i also think the actual reveal of the killers and their motivation is i mean the reveal is so similar to this movie in terms of like it being two and kind of one um you know and the fact that a killer turns so immediate as well like it's just scream like the scream 4 feels like the movie that this wishes it was and for some reason this is going to get the credit for that because seemingly no one saw scream (laughs) Four. yeah it's it is disgusting um i i I did want to talk about stab yeah well because go for it i fucking love stab man (laughs) i love it how have we not got like a feature length version of it yet i know i love it so much and i think you know you talking about scream four the way that Obviously, like this whole through thing from Scream Two to now, Stab is the greatest thing that that made Scream was a fantastic horror movie, and Stab is what gave it the legs to keep going. I really do think, you know, because Stab was the reason that we kind of had so much of the, you know, such a big part of Two. You know, it mm. was all about Three. Um, but even when we get to four and how the like we got to the point, yeah, the intro of four and that there were seven stab movies and all of this stuff. But then like, you know, and, and I did enjoy how like this one was like, you know, that, that splash card for that stab movie, the, the, just the, the most recent stab movie that just looked like Hellraiser judgment, you know, <laughs> I was just like, Oh, they've nailed it. Like, this is what would have happened to the stab franchise. We already got seven of them and now we're going to get, 10 director dvds like it suddenly become puppet master and i was just like i I thought it was great and like i really felt like they did stab well and it was 
you know, and I, and I do wonder because I, I, I love stab and I do wonder if like when I start to think about the killers a bit more and how like they got salty because the stab movies got bad or whatever, like, can I, can I start to be one ran by them? I, I, I do wonder, like, I'm definitely never going to love them, but can I, you know, can I, can I get past really disliking them? Um, mm. and, and if I do, it's because of stab. Yeah, I really hope we can get there one day. Um, we did have actually a couple of little responses to this one. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one is from Sean, um, who, yeah, he sent us our in-depth review of the movie. Um, mm. But he went, he uh, he said, it was great to see the legacy characters in the movie. They were my favorite part of the movie by far. I really enjoyed David Arquette and thought he was terrific in the movie. Courtney had some good dramatic stuff there also. Um, I was a little underwhelmed by uh, Nev's performance in the film, but she did fine. Um this wasn't a terrible film, but it was a, diff- a disappointment overall for me. As I mentioned, there are aspects of the movie I did really like, but there were components of the movie that I really did not like at all. The technical aspects were fine, but it's the writing and the character stuff, as well as continuity issues, that really bring the film down for me. I walked out of the, the theatre feeling like it was an okay movie, just okay. Uh, 6 out of 10. Um, but he did say it was definitely a better experience than watching Spiral last year, that's for sure, and it's not the worst <laughs> way to start this year. Um, so yeah, I feel like you're, you're pretty similar to us. Um, maybe slightly down on it more but like i'm i'm pretty close to that i would say especially reading your full review like we have a lot of the same issues with this movie Mm. um and it's certainly i think the only naysayer i've seen because i've only really seen overwhelmingly positive so i'm I'm glad that that for the most part people are really liking it um and one of those people is cat um who let us know on twitter who says uh, i enjoyed it so much more than i thought i would i went in cautiously but the easter eggs fun cameos total subversion of tropes very happy um uh, she did say uh the one bit that genuinely got me was mindy watching the stab version of randy's explanation Uh, my brain went how did they film that because it was set up so perfectly uh plus the stab imd page imdb page needs to be a thing yeah that was a great little moment of seeing like all the names on there um then she also says um not enough time was spent with the new kids i really liked the twins but had to look up if chad had survived at the end uh he did but i but he shouldn't have with that wound um in the most gory scream by far um what about the killer from scream 2 no mention yeah we did kind of mention that briefly but like it is a bit odd that they like well i'll go on to say the final point as well because i did want to bring this up um she says also uh, according to the internet kirby from scream 4 is still alive as per an easter egg kirby for scream 6 um <laughs> i saw this earlier on today and i was like really because i didn't catch this at all um because yeah. it's such a small part of the movie so yeah it is during the the youtube screen where we're seeing like people's reactions to stab eight and it is that great right. moment when you see like the the metallic ghost face with the with the um yeah the flamethrower which like i said i wish we'd have seen more of that because that stuff was hilarious but there's like a little recommended video on that screen which says like interview with woodsboro survivor kirby right Um, so obviously yeah they have confirmed that she survived screen what what happened to kirby like she got stabbed um you know multiple times but it was very much like uh she was never fully confirmed dead on screen on screen and because of how like popular she is people have always wanted her to live so there has definitely been like this kind of cult following Mm. within the fan base because she was so awesome in scream 4 Um, but yeah again this for me is a, a missed opportunity because why not show that 
quick video you know have someone browsing youtube or like the for example show richie looking up on stab movies and you could watch him watch an interview just a little 10 second thing just to show that she's still alive like that would have been really nice um i guess i guess the problem is is that what we kind of wanted was these snippets of legacy characters like i said we would have both been pretty satisfied if sid had just got that phone call yeah 100 away (laughs) the problem is nev gets that same paycheck regardless so they're like mm. now nah, you're going to be in the final act of the movie like if we're going to give you that box we're going to we're going to have you on screen for half an hour and it's a yeah, shame we need, we need to get you in that house yeah. even though it makes no sense for you to be yeah, in that house. we we ain't getting that kirby cameo for 10 seconds she's going to want a feature paycheck for that because <laughs> yeah. she has the love like yeah and it, it is a shame that the business side of it stops it being what we'd like because yeah that'd have been great if we just had a few seconds of her i would have popped so hard for for that yeah, and it would have been cool as well because this movie is, as we discussed time and time again with these uh, recalls, is mm. like it's obviously it all stems from the original. But this isn't Halloween. This isn't like I, yeah. you know, the filmmaker saying we yeah, love like, the original like Halloween Mickey and Hoops. fuck you if you if you like mm. the rest of the movies. Like the fact that you know we didn't even discuss it, but Randy's sister from Scream Three yeah, is in uh, this movie, yeah, and like I that's love- awesome. Like that was that was brilliant like we didn't even talk about that but that's one of the best parts of the movie because i was like oh shit like i forgot about randy's sister um so that was awesome and so yeah i do like that this movie like i say has references to scream 3 to scream 4 maybe not so much references to scream 2 um but it is cool that it isn't just all about scream is it like they clearly do like the franchise not just that original movie which i'll always appreciate um I think but, like yeah. my my final final thing on it mm. as well is I I do think they did a, you know a really good job of exceeding my expectations from what you know after their last film and not loving it and kind of you know we spoke a lot about it but I do feel what you just said there that they they did really appreciate and respect the franchise and yeah I was disappointed with the killers and the final act but overall you know they nailed almost everything and um so so i have to kind of you know give give them the credit there that they that they definitely deserve yeah i i completely agree like this is i like this way more than their last movie and i think this is way more on track of what i wanted from them as directors kind of being Mm -hmm. fans from their like early stuff from vhs and Mm -hmm. i'll be curious to see where they go from this um because it is it's a hit already kind of critically and commercially which is always um pretty rare in horror these days yeah. that it's like okay the critics really like it it's the fifth movie as well so there's a lot of fatigue and it's doing really well at the box office so like i always wonder if they will just immediately green light another one or if they'll go and do something else but yeah i yeah, really like this movie yeah, i just on. hope that I, I just wish that i liked it more um and i hope that in the future i'll like it more because I, I don't want this to be in the category like some movies we see for the show where i'm like I totally get why the audience loves this one, but sadly I don't. And I really don't want to feel that way about a Scream movie, but it is it is how I feel right now in regards to everyone else, because I would love to be on that fence of everyone going, yeah, this was incredible, loved the killers, loved everything. Whereas I think the disappointing aspect of the finale and, and for it literally being my two least favourite characters in the whole movie being the killers, like I say, I would have taken it didn't have to be my favorite option even my second or third option would have been mm. all right um so yeah I think as well though like when we talk about like roman and stuff like at least when we got like who they were and what they were up to it kind of you know they spent 10 minutes of that movie explaining why he did what he did mm. uh they had like a little video montage you know to show you and i was like oh, okay well i kind of get it now whereas yeah when i when i didn't like him and then they had no weight behind him as well yeah um 
but the I wanted to kind of just throw two things at you, which I think are going to be quite quick questions. Do Do you think we're going to get another Scream movie? Uh, yes, because of the box office. Um, what the hell are they going to call it? That isn't my second question, but what, no what idea. Call it? <laughs> I, like, don't, I don't care. <laughs> it's a train wreck at this point, but also um, we do have a Scream retrospective where we did rank the Scream movies. Uh, <laughs> where, where does this movie rank in your first viewing? I had a feeling you was going to ask that, which even <laughs> though I think it's bullshit that you're asking me that question, <laughs> because obviously we have retroactively changed it to a Wes Craven ranking, which this is not a part of. Um, but we still have if, we're, if we're bringing it back to Scream, which of course was uh, Scream 1, Scream 4, Scream 2, Scream 3, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this is last. Like, I, it's nowhere near 1 or 4 or 2. And then I think that there is a lot of... I really like the meta film stuff in free. Just, yeah, I, I mean, I like free more. Like, I just do. Um, I don't, I'm not saying it's this is a worse film than free because I actually think this is a better film than free. But I enjoy free more right now. I hope in the future I'll like this more than free, but it, I, think, I, I think it'd need a long way to go. I think that's where I'm at, where I'm in the conversation that it, that it, could, that it, it could do, but it doesn't yet, which, mm. I'm, which is pretty much all I could hope for, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like when we're talking, you know, if we were to be like, oh, this rank the first six Saw movies, it's like, that's harsh on whatever movie's number six, really, mm. you know, because they're all bangers. And it's like, well, we love the Scream franchise and the fact that this isn't unequivocally at the bottom. Um, I think it is at the bottom for me too, but it's certainly not, oh, it's miles away is yeah. is is good. And like I say, I'm, I'm happy. I'm mostly happy and I'm hoping I'll be happier. I think as well, like, it's a worthy, like, entry in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. not an embarrassment. It's not like if I recommended Saw to someone now, I'd be like, yeah, just don't watch those last three films. Like, yeah. whereas I think with this, it's like, no, yeah, I- I'd recommend you watch them all, you know? Oh, and I think that's there's been the... three. There's been <laughs> yeah, three. It's so sad. Um, mm. But yeah, but I'd, I'd hope that if I did recommend them all to, to someone for watching them for the first time, they would like this more than I do because it seems yeah. like most people do. Um, but yeah, that was our very long um, and very interesting discussion on the new Scream movie. Uh, we'll take a short break and we will be right back. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week. Like we had a very extensive conversation on Scream. Um, I always like doing this as well. Like I feel like in the past we've been a slave to having a lot of news and a lot of chat at the end of the episode. Whereas I feel like with shows like this and a lot of the big movies that we're looking forward to this year, it makes yeah. way more sense to just Scream. yeah, just talk about the movie for a while. So yeah, we had a, a long extended chat on that. Um, next week we'll be back in the cinema. Um, yeah, for a movie will. that I'm very much looking forward to. Most people might not be because it's probably not even a horror film. Um, but I yeah. don't care because don't Del Toro care. is back. Uh, I love the look of the trailer. This Great cast, I, I mean. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll watch anything with Bradley Cooper and Willem Dafoe in it, um, yeah. put them together and it's Del Toro and a banging trailer. I'm sold. Yeah. Um, follow, follow, I follow him on Twitter and like the last month or so has been painful because it's just, he's constantly posting all these lovely screenshots and fan arts and just everything about this movie is so gorgeous. And I'm trying to like avoid it because I haven't seen the film. Um, so yeah, I, I can't, I'm really excited to watch this next week. Looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, me too. I, I can't wait. And yeah, I, 
I don't care as long as you know that it might be genre bending in some way like it just it looks dark it looks fun and everything Mm. that you've said like it's 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 a high priority watch for me and i hope it delivers and i'm confident that it will yeah for sure so yeah look forward to that one uh, next week but yeah that was episode 281 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could How could I stop?